0: Welcome to Sports, Clicks, and Politics, with your host, Ben Husong and me, Sean Hanna. Welcome to Sports, Clicks, and Politics. This is episode 32.
1: 32. There's been some famous athletes with that number.
0: Yeah, OJ. (laughs)
1: How are you doing? I'm great.
0: So we're here for another week of uh, sports, clicks, and politics. So far, um, something. Anything happen over the week that we think we should talk about?
1: The Mandalorian was pretty good. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I missed the movies. Uh, you know, maybe a movies. few other things that, that we've decided to just keep our record-setting pace of unimaginable yeah. events uh, going on.
0: Yeah, craziness. Uh, obviously. Everybody's aware that there was a a Trump rally on uh, January 6th and some events uh, unfolded from there and are still unfolding uh, from that event. We will definitely talk about all of that. Uh, Before we do,
1: how was your weekend? My weekend was great. I mean, Bills win. That was huge. It helps the weekend be good. I'm sorry about, you know, it didn't go quite your way for the Steelers. I promise you that you were rooting harder
0: for the Bills than I was for the Steelers. That's
1: probably true.
0: I mean, only because I coined the term Steino this morning and I'm a Steelers and name only fan because I... Stopped paying attention about four or five years ago, so I still pretend to root for them, and they're my team, just if like the Orange and the Yankees, all the other team, all the teams that I root for. I don't, I root for them, but only in name only. So I get that. That's um, fair. I just want to be part of the part of the crowd, trying yeah. to be a fan. So I get you. I get. But yeah, I mean, twenty eight nothing out of the shoot, and then uh, I guess I, I again I woke up to a forty eight thirty seven score. So it got interesting, qu- quite interesting. Yeah, it
1: got it. It was never really like back to like a- they were in it. Yeah, it was always it never got closer than two possessions. Like the Browns did a good job. I couldn't figure out why the Browns were even throwing the ball in the the second half. Of you've got these Kareem Hunt, you've got uh, Nick Chubb, just run, run the ball, no, don't stop. Yeah, I mean, I missed it all, obviously, but um, it was Bills. That was a
0: good. That was a good win. Like I said, right out of the shoot, it
1: was. I listen. The the Colts played almost a perfect game. I mean, they played well and they did everything right. No turnovers. Played good defense, played good offense, and the Bills eked it out. Uh, it was it was close, and it's you know a, a drop pass or this or that, one way or another is the difference in the game. Uh, so I'm happy for them. I was a little nervous about that matchup because I didn't love the way that they matched up against the Colts. The Bills run defense is not exactly the 85 Bears. Um, and it's but they're good at pass defense and they're good at causing turnovers, whereas Indianapolis is a very run heavy team who doesn't turn the ball over a lot. So I didn't love the matchup from that standpoint. But uh the game went about as I thought. I didn't think it'd be a blowout. I thought it'd be a close game.
0: Yeah, all the games were pretty good except for the Steelers one and you know, obviously the score was closer than what it turned out to be, but the the Rams got an upset over the uh Seahawks. Yeah. I, I don't know if I saw that one coming, but I definitely had a lot of Rams in my DraftKings team. That worked out.
1: Cam Akers in their defense. So
0: um, smart. Yeah.
1: Um I think it's always dangerous when you get into divisional games of even in the playoffs. These teams just know each yeah. other so well, even if a team's favored, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. they're both in the playoffs, so unless you're in the NFC East, you're both good teams. At that point, it's a it could go either way cuz you just they know each other so well. There's no surprises, yeah. there's no hidden tricks.
0: Yeah, no, like I said, it was it was a good game, uh kind of what I expected there upset probably of the the you know, the Browns obviously over the Steelers,
1: but I don't know. I'm not sure which one is a bigger upset, the Rams or the Seahawks. Um, All I know is I'm cheering for an AFC Championship game of Buffalo and Cleveland because nothing would be more fitting for 2020 than that to you're be probably the AFC right Championship yeah. game.
0: I mean, that game wouldn't finish because something would happen. I guess is my point.
1: I love everything around like social media with the Bills right now is basically of listen. If you start the Civil War before the Bills get the chance to play in the Super Bowl, I am like we're jo- We're forming our own side and succeed? we're bringing the table
0: seed and just play the game. Yeah,
1: like, do not start this yet. Let the Bills play.
0: We also had the uh the Bucks. They uh I don't say beat up on the Washington footballs, but they uh it was a it was a good Halo game it was kind of, their kind, business. Yeah, it was you know kind of what I expected. I think the Washington's better than their record. I think their defense just kind of keeps them in things. Obviously they're dealing with you know quarterback issues among other things, but my hat's um, off to that he,
1: yeah. uh, Heineke? Heineken, Heineken. Heineken? I don't remember his first name. But Heineken Heineke came out there and everybody was kind of like <laughs> taking a snap. And he stepped up slings the ball around he was hitting passes it wasn't perfect but oh my god he was battling and I have yeah. all the respect in the world he he got banged up I don't think he could lift his left arm and he came storming back onto the field like no I'm playing this game forget yeah. all that well can't miss out on your shot no no and he I, listen I some tells me he's going to get a contract somewhere next year I don't think he's going to be a starter but I think somebody signing that man as a backup in the NFL and he'll have a contract Nick Foles Nick, that's that's how they
0: work. So you just get one game and
1: no, that's not the best example of the contract for the one game from a backup quarterback, Matthew Flynn. Yeah, I think it's Matthew. I think it's Matt Flynn. It could be Flynn who then had one good game in a meaningless week 17 game for, I mean, he'd
0: get beat out by Russell Wilson.
1: That's like, they paid him all this money and then drafted Russell Wilson in the third round of the next draft. And then they got into training camp and were like, So, Uh, can't can't really have Matt Flynn starting. It's got to be Russ. That was awesome. So, what games are you excited about next week now that we've seen Um, the matches?
0: I mean, I think the Ravens Bills game should be good. Um, I do think the Bills are a better team. I think the Ravens, you know, obviously Lamar Jackson showed he can just break off a play at any time. But the rest of the team is not that star studded, not explosive, I don't think. Um, I mean, Brown's fast, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem to be open and catch balls enough to be explosive. Um, you know, their running back's decent. Dobbins there, he's, you know, up-and-comer, Above I guess. Above average. Um, but I don't even think their defense is as good as the Ravens are in the past anyway. Like, I, they're good, and their past defense is decent. You know, watching Humphrey going against Diggs will be fun, but I don't know. I, I feel like the Bills are the team there like i just i can't see how they're getting back
1: yeah i feel like if both teams have a bad game the bills win if both teams have a good game the bills win but if the bills have a bad game and the ravens have a good game they could win yeah that's yeah. i think that's yeah, what like I said, think.
0: It's, it's all lamar jackson right i mean right. If, listen, if he runs for 130 yards odds are the ravens probably won sure he probably busted off a couple long runs so
1: i i would agree with that i'm also actually very excited about the saints and the buccaneers game
0: yeah. i
1: think that'll be a fun game to watch that should be a
0: good game um both of those defenses are pretty good, even though I think most people think about their offenses, but both mm-hmm. those defenses are actually pretty good too. So maybe that won't be a shootout kind of game, but uh, maybe a defensive battle. Um, and then the only one we didn't touch on were the Rams-Packers. I think the Packers just smoke them, to be honest with you. Um,
1: I'll be curious to find thing out.
0: With, I, I will be interested in... I mean, the, the Browns are playing with house money at this point, right? So they, they're they playing the Chiefs. I'm sure that they're going to pull out all the every play that they have in the book there um, if the coach is alive by next week. So... Um, I don't know. I, I don't look, I'm not really looking forward to that. The chiefs Browns game, other than it might be entertaining because who knows what the Browns are, but I think that bills Ravens game is the best game of the weekend.
1: I would say it's probably the bucks and the saints. If I was truly to be objective, but I'm not. So it's definitely the bills and the Ravens. That's the game. Yeah. And it's Saturday night at eight 15. And I first saw that. And I was like, heck yeah, let's do this. And then I thought more about it. Like, oh, it's so late. That's how I know I'm getting old. Because yeah. that was like immediately, like, oh, God. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, hopefully it's not 28 nothing one way or the other for you because that kind of did it in for me. I
1: mean, I take 28 nothing one way, I'll it tell you was. that. But no, yeah, not the other. That's um, for sure. Yeah. So,
0: entertaining week of the, the uh, NFL playoffs. Um, I think the games are only going to get better as we get going here. You know, they kind of weed out some of the uh, lesser teams like the Steelers and uh, move on. So, um, <laughs> just threw that shot in at your own team. Yeah, no. Subtle dig. Uh, how's your Ethereum doing? I mean, it's having a bad day today, but overall, really well. Yeah, we had a crazy run in crypto, so if you guys haven't been paying attention, you can kind of check over my head here. I got the Bitcoin price up again. We hit 43,000-something on Bitcoin. I think we hit 1350 on Ethereum. Uh, right now, we are in the middle of a major correction, so uh, Bitcoin is floating around 31,000. I think it got as low as 30,250. Uh, Ethereum went below a 1,000, I believe. Yeah. Um, Everything kind of goes with Bitcoin when these uh this price action happens. So as Bitcoin goes, the rest of the altcoins go as well. And when Bitcoin's down, most of the other coins are down as well. And this is what we're seeing. This has kind of been expected. Um, obviously, there was such a bull run up to forty thousand. I mean, I remember we were at seventeen thousand five hundred, something like December fifteenth, right? So I mean, this is a, a month ago. Not even we were. We doubled our price, more than doubled our price. So. A correction of this side, which I think is about twenty-five, thirty percent at this point, is probably healthy for the overall price run of
1: Bitcoin and the alternative coins. I'm waiting to buy. There's still more, nothing more fun to me than the logic of humans because we are immensely logical beings, obviously, and I have full faith in that. Except, so Bitcoin went from about a year ago it was at ten thousand, twelve thousand, somewhere in that range, right? Maybe even not even ten a year ago. Last I mean, January. last
0: last. Last January, you could have at the COVID crash, you could have bought it at thirty eight hundred.
1: Wow! All right, so let's say four thousand dollars, because I have to do simple math. Uh,
0: it was only there for a millisecond. Right. So if you even want to use Rust, five thousand dollars—that's fine.
1: Five thousand works too. So it goes from five thousand dollars, gets all the way up to $40,000 all right so that's an eight times increase if you had invested in it let's say you're a believer like Sean here is and say like look this is a great thing I know it's going to go up I'm going to put five in and you have all the doubters telling you Bitcoin's nonsense it's stupid what are you doing and then it goes to 40,000 so the Bitcoin people get to take a little bit of a victory lap of like see so then it goes down to 32 and all these people come out and be like ha you idiots with your Bitcoin now how do you feel like I feel great. I guess I'm still only up six and a half times on my investment. So I'm good. Even if you bought it at 12, you're up 300%. Like what are we saying?
0: Right. And it's hard for me to take those uh, critiques too seriously since I've already cashed out enough things to do some things in my life with profit on Bitcoin. Um, My goal is to kind of accumulate as much Bitcoin as I can, but obviously we live in a fiat world. So sometimes you got to pay your bills and things happen. So I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm in it for the long haul. Um, you know, I do some small trading daily here and there just because I'm bored and unemployed bartender. So um, I got to do something with my time. It's worked out okay. It works out well when everything just keeps going up. So Amen. Um, I'm in cash right now. So as everything's going down, I'm just sitting here waiting. I told you I had a my, my trade setup that I had the other day. I clicked it perfectly. and Then I sold at 38 and I just cashed out and then I've just been sitting here waiting. So now I'm just waiting for the bottom here at some point to jump back in um, I'm thinking it's going to bust below 30,000, maybe for a millisecond again. And, uh, that's what I'm hoping for. And that's when I'll perch back in. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the haters are going to hate, um, the people who are just getting, I've had at least a handful of people ask me, okay, I'm in, how do I buy my first Bitcoin? And I've got to, you know, got $10 of free Bitcoin from my uh, referrals over the last couple of weeks. So that's been fun. Um, But people are into it. And, you know, that's what happens when the price gets to record highs. And and obviously now that people got into it at, you know, close to 40,000 and that's 32,000 and they've lost money. Some people are either already sold or they're scarred and they probably won't get back in. But um, this is the life of cryptocurrency. There is massive swings in price. Um, 25 to 30 percent is right in line with historic price corrections in Bitcoin. So. Um, it's not it's for the scary. Thing part. Right. It's scary when you're watching the candles and they're just ripping down and you're just watching your dollars go down. Right. Um, but it's it's a long term thing for me, is the most part. And the majority of my Bitcoin I hold and I just hold on to that and we'll see what happens with it. Um, But interesting, like I said, I don't know how much uh, the political turmoil and a bunch of the stock market went down and all that stuff today affected Bitcoin because it's kind of right in line with all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think we had, like, Twitter was down 10%, which, for obvious reasons... Uh, well, Twitter
1: wasn't a result of the uh, the riot or the but even Tesla the was down, right I think whatever. there was a bunch of stuff down yeah. this morning. But listen, Twitter was down because they banned the President of the United States indefinitely. And, and thousands of his followers. Some people took, that, took exception to that, as was going to happen. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, the futures were down almost immediately as they, they started happening. Over yeah, like whether
1: then. you agree or disagree with the move, the, the end result was going to be, that was a foregone conclusion. It right. was going to go down. Can I say the funniest part? About, I, I know it's not funny because, you know, people actually did die at this thing. So that aside, what was funny about watching this protest in real time is all of a sudden people are out protesting. And you and I have discussed this before. I don't protest. I just don't go. Too many dumb things happen. You, you start associating with people you have no desire to associate with whatsoever. You're involved in a mob, and mob mentality is a very real thing, and people do stupid things they would never do on their own when they get into a mob. This is all well-studied, well-documented. It happens. We all think, again, we're the exception, but I don't like to think I'm the exception to anything. I'd, I'd much rather play and pretend I'm the rule. So I don't go to protest. I don't do protest. Not my thing. But they're all down there. All of a sudden, they're in the building and they get in a building and everything's going nuts. And I, every Twitter feed, every social media, every news headline is like, it's a coup. They're overtaking it. Congress is running. And because this is the nature of my business, I go look at the stock market. It didn't budge. I was like, wait a minute. So it's like a coup to overtake the government and the stock market didn't move. Well, let's
0: let's go back to the, the whole thing from the beginning and we'll bring that in when we need to. So... President Trump holds this rally on January 6th, uh, not coincidentally the same day and time as the Electoral College is participating. Um, he has this rally. I feel like I've heard hundreds of thousands of people. I've seen pictures that looked like a lot of people. So, Big crowd. Um, that seems, I don't I don't know if there's been any definitive answer on the, the number of people here. But <clears throat> as the speech was ending, uh, and before it ended, I would note, uh, there were at least... 50 to a hundred ish, uh, protesters moving towards the Capitol building. Um, I believe they got there before the end of the speech, uh, was even completed. And, you know, they walked up to the police barricade there and started, uh, chanting their protests. Uh, some more, uh, boisterous than others. Uh, and some got to the point where they were actually physically pushing back on the barricades and the police, Capitol police. Um, so, As this is all unfolding, you know, I, I, we know this is, we know the rally's happening. We know the electoral college is happening. I don't know that we knew that there was going to be a merging of the two, but on my social media, um, I immediately started getting pictures of stuff that was happening on the ground and immediately tried to share it with as many people as I could. Um, that post is still up on my Facebook page. I, I was told that all that stuff was going to be taken down, but maybe my bland, boring, stupid comments that I added to these, one of the pictures kept them up because I was not inciting. I wasn't like cheering for or anti the, I was just captioning the pictures, Um, but they're still up. So you can kind of see a wide range of, I I mean, post them all. I mean, I have hundreds of pictures that I've seen from on the ground um, and hours of videos that I've watched on the ground and there's no black or white. This is what happened. That's what happened. There's no one answer that makes you know how this all went down. There was multiple factors Um, and some of it is what you already pointed out is that, you know, when people get together and, and, and large numbers, it doesn't take that big of a, uh, uh, of an instigator to kind of turn the mob, uh, or at least a portion of the mob in that direction. So we see all these pictures coming in, you know, we see, I, I see physical altercations going on at these police barricades. I see protesters pushing back and forth, um, and eventually they break through the front barricade at the capitol building um and again they they move forward and start walking up the stairs of the capitol building now while this is going on simultaneously at other parts of the capitol building other entrances other barricades they're hanging out there but eventually they're just getting let in so like there's multiple videos of capitol police removing the barricades opening the barricades and ushering the protesters into the quarters of the capitol building um into the into the front ground area, and into the building themselves.
1: Say, let me add this in. There's also videos of them opening doors to let them into the building. Yeah, where so, People weren't banging on the right, doors. So the people no were, were kind of surrounding
0: them. the building, and there's, a, to, to Mr. song's point there, there's at least one video of a door being opened by Capitol Police. They actually say, we respect your right to protest as they're walking in there. They're lined the hallway. These people are walking in, not being stopped, not contested, not anything. They're being ushered in by the Capitol Police. So any of these people who... So we're waved. Go ahead. Hang
1: on. Just to throw it in there. There's actually in this one video, the guy holding the phone is walking in and the cops are like, hey, I don't agree with it, but come on in. I don't agree with it. Come on in. And everybody's looking all confused. And the guy actually says, maybe it's a trap. Like, are they going to lock us in here? Because they had no idea why they were being let in the building. If you, The beginning of the video is amazing because nobody's banging on the door. Nobody is trying to get into the building. Yes, they're chanting, let us in and whose house, our house and everything else. But nobody thought they were going inside, all, at least not in this one crowd. Yeah all of a sudden the door got open
0: and they're like, Hey, come on. I said, I seen another video where I think it's Congressman Nearman, I'm not sure what state he's from. He just walks out the back door, but he walks out the back door and there's people there. He just holds the door for him. They come in right after him. Like he walks out the back of the Capitol and a bunch of people come in, right? Like he holds the door for him as they're coming in and they're, Amazing. it's, it's crazy. So I don't know what happened, where the breakdown was with Capitol police, but there was clearly a breakdown. Now the, 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 Capitol Police chief has resigned. Um, We know that at least one Capitol Police officer was killed during the the altercation. We don't necessarily know why. We have heard uh, things that he had a medical condition as he walked back to the office. We also heard that he was uh, in an altercation, may have been hit with a fire hydrant, or fire extinguisher, sorry. Um, I don't know all of the details on that, but apparently we definitely lost a Capitol Police officer through the altercation that happened.
1: Before you go on to the next point, because it's a good point that I know you're going to go to next uh, that sounds surprising to people because everybody just announced that he was hit over the head with a fire extinguisher and then later succumbed to his injuries we don 't know that we haven 't seen a video of that yet. It might have happened that way we, yeah, we they're know, but they're, they 're looking for it they haven 't found a video of that altercation where he got hit over the head and with anything, especially not a fire extinguisher and then there was an article that said where where somebody made the comment that he died at least in part because of a pre existing condition, so that was where all of a sudden you have to at least pause and go well i don 't know any pre-existing condition that's activated by getting hit over the head with a fire
0: hydrant. Right, no, like I said, and my initial thought, I mentioned this to you, was, you know, maybe he was in an altercation, had some kind of a heart condition or something, and had a heart attack because he was just stressed out from the altercation, which is clearly possible. I don't, I don't, we don't know. I always
1: say, in this I'm not saying it, it. it's any less of a tragedy no matter how this For gentleman sure. died. It's, it's a tragedy and it's awful. However, if you're looking at assigning blame, it of course matters because if you're going to say that this is what happened and these people were animals and they beat a cop to death, that's very different than... They were involved in a protest. Things escalated a little bit. The cop ended up having a heart attack. I mean, these are two very different things, and I think anybody who's actually trying to be objective would acknowledge that. Yeah, that's I think why that's, I think the facts matter.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, so again, he was not the only casualty of this altercation. There were four other people who I've seen. I, we know of one. Um, I've, I haven't seen any details on the other ones, but we know the one woman um, who was there. She was shot by a Capitol Police officer. Um, that the, the officer who shot her is uh, on leave. Um you know, she was uh, a, a veteran and they're protesting and there was a shot fired through a barricaded door that they were trying to get through and officer shot from one side of the door through the other, hitting this woman in the neck and killing her. Now, which is crazy about that. If you watch the video, you can see
1: there's police officers standing directly behind her. So like you, she gets watch, hit. If you watch the whole video, I'm sure you have. But just to clarify for anybody who hasn't seen this, there are two police officers blocking this doorway. And all the crowd is yelling and some of them are punching the glass right behind them. And it's not quite violence, but it's certainly intimidation. It's yeah. it's certainly way beyond anything. Like like I said, reason I don't go to protests is because I know stuff like that's gonna happen, people get crazy. And they're punching the doors, they're screaming to let us in, and it's a I, I think for a lot of them, the idea was just we want to get into the floor and demand our voices be heard. Like that's what it is. It's a stupid plan, but okay, that's the plan, fine. And then the two officers step out of the way. Now, from what I could see in the video, they hadn't been hit. They hadn't been struck with anything. There'd been cer- certainly intimidation. So I'm not going to say that. I've just never, I've never witnessed security guards or police officers just leave in that in the face of that before. Now they were severely outnumbered, and I understand that. But as soon as they stepped away, the broke through the window, and this woman was the first one to climb up through the window. And this apparently plainclothes Capitol police officer. I, as soon as she was coming through the window, took point blank aim and shot her.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could see it. I mean, she jumped up through and as soon as she got to the top, she was down. I right. mean, they didn't, it didn't, It, you know, he was not letting anybody get through that window. So, no.
1: and I think here's the thing. I, legally, I don't think he could be indicted. I don't think he could be charged. I, Cause it's obviously like, look, you are, you could make a very credible case that you are in imminent danger. Cause absolutely. if that crowd gets absolutely. through, you are dead. Right. At the same time, you did shoot an unarmed woman and like, it's easy for me to play Monday morning quarterback now. It's it's a lot harder in the heat of the moment to decide what to do when you're the one holding the gun, looking at a crowd of screaming lunatics coming at you. Um, you know, you, you want to say in hindsight, maybe a warning shot, maybe a something, because this is what doesn't make sense and doesn't add up to me. These two cops get out of the way, ostensibly saying, okay, go ahead, and then a cop four feet away squeezes a, a trigger and shoot somebody at point-blank range, four steps, the four feet. I'm, I'm being generous. that. Yeah. It wasn't even that far. It was yeah. on the other side of the doorway. Right. And this, this woman goes through, and, like, I have no words. I, I can't express the confusion that that causes me. Like, look, I have some experience in, in how to secure a building. Everything that happened there was wrong. Everything that they did was incorrect. There is no way this should have this ever happened. There's no way it, it, it should have been prevented. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, and
0: to think that just a, even I don't know what I, I feel like. I feel like a couple hundred, maybe max, that actually got into the building, maybe. Um, but you can see most of them were not rioting and looting. They're almost awestruck. They're we, we mentioned the the group of rioters who were busted down the doors and then walked through the velvet ropes through the through the rotunda. Right? They're just. I
1: want you to understand, like, see what he's explaining right now. If you haven't seen this video, these guys got in the building. And then started walking calmly, like one person ran by and everybody else is just walking between the velvet ropes where they let tours go through, like not running all over the place. Literally in an orderly fashion, snapping pictures of the monuments on the side and walking between the ropes. It was the most confusing video I have ever seen in my it's like. And it turns out now it makes sense because they didn't actually break down the door to get in. They were let into the building, so that's why they were doing this. But at right. the time, I'm looking at it and going, so wait a minute. You just broke into the Capitol building. You broke down a door, threw a window, got the door knocked down, and now you're walking like you're taking a tour. Like, oh Zachary Taylor. oh look at this, Bill Clinton. oh look at this. Like, what in the world is happening? And then it finds out later, I'm like, oh, because somebody just opened the door and they went, oh, okay, I guess we're going inside now.
0: Right. I know there's this effort to try to, you know, find all these mugshots or uh, camera footage of all these people in here. But like, I'm guessing the majority, I don't know about the majority, but there's a large number of people who just thought they were allowed in that building. Um, I can't see how they're going to get in trouble in any way?
1: Only if, if they vandalize something. Right,
0: right. Like I said, if they're just walking through the building, opened up a door by Capitol Police, like, how are they in trouble? Right. Like, it doesn't seem like that's even possible. So you can't say trespassing when you're welcomed onto the property right. by and the so, person responsible. Right, and so, and I'm not trying to, I, I saw videos of people with crowbars smashing windows, pushing the barricades onto the police. Like, I saw some physical violence going on. But I also saw some crazy stuff that wasn't violent at all going on, and I don't know what was going on. So
1: did you hear about the one guy, speaking of people who died in odd ways, there was a woman that was trampled to death while holding her Don't Tread on Me flag. That was that was ironic, to say the least. Another guy died uh, because he was walking with a taser and then saw a painting of Tip O'Neill and decided he really wanted the painting of Tip O'Neill, so he put his taser between his legs allegedly i don't know how true this is but this is like an official account put the tway t- taser between his legs to like hold it as he reached up to take the painting off the wall but when he did it he accidentally set the taser off onto his own scrotum and so when he did that that deadly every every muscle contracted and he kept it at point blank range on himself and he had a heart attack Now, he was a very large man. I'm sure that he wasn't in the peak physical condition. But the irony of, like, a Tip O'Neill painting and you put a taser, I get the idea of, like, I'll just throw this between my legs real quick. We've all done that with, you know, non-tasers. But I – what? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's, that's the first I'm hearing that story, so that sounds like user error.
1: I I think you got to chalk that one up to an accident. Yeah. Like that's just bad decisions led by unfortunate circumstances. And again, I feel for the guy's family. I feel for all of these people that I don't ever want somebody to die. Like that's, we're all going to eventually. And I accept that fact, but it's always sad. I don't, I don't care. And I think, The overall point of all of this stuff is look, there are so many videos out there and basically whatever your bias is, whatever you want to believe about this, you can prove based on the video that you'll find and the pictures that you'll find. There were some awful people there. Yes. There were some really innocent people that just wanted to go and hold up a sign and shout. And then they got led into a building. Like that is a different thing. Those are two different and should be treated as two different scenarios. Look, I don't know what to tell you. Now, I've heard the Department of Justice came out and said definitively there was no Antifa in the crowd.
0: So I think their wording maybe gives them an out because they said there was no Antifa dressed like Trump supporters, right? So maybe that's their out, but there's admitted Antifa being on premises. Uh, you know, when asked, they're just like, oh, we're here to observe. So, you know, I guess we'll just let that be their excuse. But to say that there was no Antifa there is not true. To know what facts. You know how much they played a role in instigating the whole thing. I don't know that we'll ever know, but they were there. Uh, there was the videos some, of yeah, there were several videos of Antifa being called out by Trump supporters as they were doing damage. So, one guy breaking a window or a door window or something with a crowbar, and a bunch of Trump supporters call him out, yell them at Antifa, and they pull him off the door. They pull him down. They 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 push him back through the crowd, um, and basically outing him as they're pushing him back letting everybody know that this guy's you know trying to do some shit so they were there i I don't know to what extent again i don't know how to divvy up responsibility to them being there but to say they weren't there by the department of justice is just not true so um, either they haven't looked at all the videos i have which i find hard to believe hard to believe to say the least um or they're just creating nuance by saying okay they didn't dress up like trump supporters i don't know but they were involved i've seen videos where there were supposedly buses of them i don't see i haven't seen any of that confirmed anywhere but so but they were there and i do find it quite odd is that i'm pretty sure at every other trump rally antifa pretty much had an organized rally opposite of them, counter
1: protest right
0: but didn't this this time so if they didn't this time if they were either all home. I don't know, watching it on TV or were they, you know, have some mixed in the crowd there and uh, just waiting for their opportunity. So I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but to think that everybody else does know the answer is, it's not true either. There's just way too much information unknown at this point.
1: And there's, you're never really going to have a full answer to that question. Like, no. look, This was, in my opinion, based on all the video I've seen, all the articles I've read, the eyewitness accounts, and even the official narratives, this was not a conspiracy to commit sedition. Like This was not something where they were trying to overthrow the government. Now, does that mean that nobody in the crowd had that intention? No, there probably were some people that, like, you're showing me videos of people with zip ties and everything else. Okay, maybe I I can get on board with that, that maybe if uh, some of these guys in the crowd wanted to do that, but in a crowd of if it's a 100,000 people, even if it's 10,000 people, you're going to have some real wackadoodles that are going to do some crazy stuff. I mean, and some of the crazy stuff was
0: like there was a bunch of dudes just smoking a doobie in the fucking rotunda, right? So they were just rolling weed just because they wanted to. It's just because they thought, hey, we're we're here. We can do this. Some of the people were just like you. They're looking at priceless paintings going, what the hell? I'm.
1: Let me try to take I'm this. Two
0: fe- I'm two feet from it. Whatever. Right. Hold my taser. So,
1: that was really sensitive,
0: and I'm sorry. There's, there's just so many moving parts to this. I, I don't know that we'll ever really have a full grasp of what's happening, but I will say that the media has decided what happened, um, and in conjunction with big tech have decided to just basically erase the uh, president from existence, kind of like—
1: uh, Hang on. Uh, before we dive into that, i got to yeah. make one other point. Yeah, go ahead. All right, so you've seen all this stuff on Twitter, like the FBI is just mass-releasing photos of people, like, we need your help. Does that strike you as completely, obs- like, I am so uncomfortable by that I can't even express it in words. And I would, I, listen, I'd be uncomfortable if they were doing that at BLM U- rally. U- USA did.
0: Today printed the pictures.
1: Yeah, like, of of a call to all the citizens of, turn on these people. Now, look, if it was, you're telling me all these people committed some type of physical assault or did something that is serious and seditious and everything else, I'm in. But if we're just calling out people because they happen to reach the House of Representatives floor, which a lot of people did who had no intention of doing it, they, they, they got let in and they walked in and now their pictures are getting put up all over the place, I, I'm uncomfortable. Like I, I, I would not participate. I will scroll right past that and be like, nope, not so, my thing.
0: So just talk, we, we don't think it was a coup or an insurrection or any kind of act like that, right?
1: I don't think so. At least I think there's very, if you're going to look at the evidence, the evidence does not support that conclusion overall. Now that were there individual groups within the overall thing that maybe, that probably had that on their mind? Sure. The same way that, they, that the BLM protests where there people that were actively trying to go and cause trouble. Yes, that doesn't mean that the entire riot or rally or protest or whatever you want to call it was designed for that.
0: And so, this has led to, I'm going to call it unprecedented censorship, right? So, I mean, the president's Twitter was was permanently banned. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the Isla Tola, he's still alive. He can still post.
1: I mean, so apparently Twitter is saying that, you know, challenging the results of an election is not okay, but throwing homosexuals off roofs and hanging them is fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, Twitter has selective uh, outrage uh, when it comes to their censorship uh, implications. So... Not only Twitter, you know, obviously, maybe many many of you are aware that um, the parlor, which was uh, created as a uh, competitor to Twitter. Conservative Twitter. I don't, it, it was, I mean, I'm not sure it was designed specifically for that, but that's what it turned that's into for sure. True. I mean, the, the, the right. person who designed it is kind of like a right winger, so I'm not dismissing that completely, but I don't know that that's what they set it up for, but that's what it turned into. And everybody ganged up on that too. So Google and Apple have both removed it from their app store. And on top of that, uh Amazon, which was hosting the uh uh hosting service for Parler, uh took that down as well. So now Parler has no host, has
1: has been blocked has by been blocked Apple by the, and Google. The,
0: by Apple and Google, and all because he was the mouthpiece of the president. Now they're the assertion is is that they were spreading violent messaging on there, uh talking about another event that they're trying to get going or something. It seems pretty crazy that so many of these big tech companies rallied their uh you know rallied their wagons around or whatever and circled, circled the wagons. their wagons and decided that this was the the hill they were going to die on. We mentioned, you know, Twitter stock, I think a bunch of the Apple and Google stock were down too as well. I can't see this ending well for these guys. Um I mean, they're unbelievably powerful, so I don't think they're going away. But I think their reign as the end all be all in their uh, specific Facebook, Twitter and and Google are are, their days are numbered. Um, I think that there will be a significant push by people outside of those companies to create a different uh, social media experience.
1: I think you're right. And listen, let me be very clear. I, I always want to try to apply nuance to anything. I know that's not a very popular way to go right now, but it's it, everybody wants black and white. Everybody wants them to, themselves to be right and all their biases to be correct. And in reality, you're you're probably half right, and so is the person on the other side that you're arguing with. Um I am not telling you that Twitter violated Donald Trump's First Amendment rights. That's not how the First Amendment works. I'm not telling you that they even did anything illegal or that it should be outlawed. I I don't think that they did. I think that what they did is a private company as well within their rights. I'm also very uncomfortable by the notion of the president of the United States got kicked off his primary communications platform by this company. So he went to go to a competitor and then Apple, Google. I'll include Facebook in this, and Amazon all teamed up to restrict access and basically make it impossible for anybody to access that platform. That's concerning. That That doesn't sit well with me. Now They didn't do anything illegal. Now, I will say this, though. If this is the actions they're going to take, right now all of these companies enjoy, Twitter and Facebook specifically, enjoy li- uh, liability immunity, for the stuff that's posted on their sites because their claim is we're just a publisher, we're not an editor. We don't we don't create the content, we just publish the content. What this is going to do or what this should do is if you're going to block people for things like this, you are no longer a publisher. You are editing content. This is unmistakable. I mean, look, I I get that this is upsetting and I I'm not pro Riot, I'm not pro-protest. I, I'm all for, like, hey, look, go and exercise your First Amendment right. If you want to protest, go protest. I just accept that protest turns stupid. So I think they turn on both sides, and that's been my take on the, the riots over the summer and the riot uh, on the 6th. Is it Look, you start out as a protest, it gets dumb. At some point, it's just too many people, passions are too inflamed, and things tend to go wrong at that point. So in Portland over summer, protesters legitimately overtook in Minnesota, they burned down a police station. in In Oregon or in Portland, they took over like an entire section of the city. It was the uh, the Chaz, the what was it? Something something autonomous zone. I don't um, remember what the C and the H stands for. But either way, like these protesters took it over. They took over a federal building. They took over a section of the city. Now the people that live there had to be wary of going there. If you owned a business in there, there was no law. There was no like. There was nothing. It was they took it over and blocked it off. So. When that happened, that was insanity to me. In the same way, like, look, what happened at the Capitol building is insanity to me, too. Like, this, none of this makes sense. So the, pro, the politicians that came out and basically said, protesting is good, it's the, you're supposed to make people uncomfortable, that's how this works, and this is we support them, or we're, they're doing a great job, and stand with the protesters, it's nonviolent. it's peaceful, whatever else, great. Why is that different? than what Donald Trump said about this protest. Because it seems to me, short of him actually saying, get into that building, take over, and stop them from doing this, if you just want to say, hey, look, yell and scream as long as your voice can be heard to stop this impropriety or this fraud from happening is a very different standard than an immediate call to violence. And, like, if you're going to go down this road... This is a dangerous road to go down. If this is a tribal offense, like, this is what I think people fail to realize is it can swing the other way just as easily. And, and it will. And this is the point I, I always get concerned about is some reason Donald Trump just brings out the worst in people. All right. And I don't know why it is like the, the, the people that are adamantly supporting him or the people that are adamantly opposed to him. Somehow just you feel justified in whatever you do because it's him. I don't grasp that I don't understand that but I'm watching this happen and all I can think is Boy, this is going to go bad because if that's not editing because you're saying that and you're going to try you're going to impeach him for a high crime or misdemeanor of inciting a a riotous conspiracy or a seditious conspiracy and this is all we have what what the evidence is out there like no no emails that are going to come out no text messages that are like talking to people to say hey go get this um Boy, that's, that's a hard thing to hit for me. I, I think if you open this door, I, what is not like it, if anytime you say anything of like take over the police or, or defund the cops or whatever? I mean, listen, there was much more hateful stuff spread. Why wouldn't that be the same? Why, why is the standard different? What's your logic? I, I, I don't understand it. And it's a look, I, I'm not happy about what happened, I think it was wrong. And I also am confused by the people getting let in. So let's just let's split this out into the people that stormed genuinely, truly stormed, beat up police officers, hit something with crowbars, got into the building that way. I think that's wrong. I I think that they're wrong and they should be tried. I don't think they should be tried for seditious conspiracy because that's absurd. I think they should be tried for vandalism, trespassing, disturbing the peace and anything else you want to throw at them for what they did and the stupidity behind it. Great. The same way that if the protests on the other side, if you went in and damaged a building and trespassed and and ruined it, you should be tried for that too. But I'm not. I'm not all for like these people went into Portland and legitimately set up, ostensibly another country. Like if that's if that's not sedition, what is? I don't think they should be tried for sedition. Please understand that. But I was a hell of a lot closer to sedition than what we saw on the six. This this was, in my opinion, a protest that got out of hand and stupidity ensues as it always does at these things. Am I crazy or is nope. that?
0: No, you're pretty much right in line with me. Like I said, I, it's, it's not a this or that. There were so many moving pieces. There were so many people in different situations at different parts of that Capitol building. So to think that it was just this one thing where everybody just stormed the building and they all just ran up the stairs and started taking paintings and breaking windows and whatever, that's just not how it went down. So, you know, there's... I don't know how the censorship ends. It doesn't seem like it's going to, I mean, obviously they purge thousands and thousands of, of his supporters as well. Um,
1: and thousands left
0: in protest. Sure. Oh yeah. Sure. No, I mean, you know, even some high profile I, th- I saw Rush Limbaugh left. Yep. Um, so there's some other people who just left. Um, but many of them were just wiped out. I just no longer, I mean, that's, not, I, I don't, you know, I'm not up to date on how Twitter and Facebook purge their, their, their profiles of people, but it definitely happened. Um, you know, some of these, uh, right wing right you know conservative pundits lost tens of thousands of followers so whether or not they were all real or bots or what i don't know but it, it, it happened so and i also like I said, think
1: a parlor listen i have no desire to join parlor i've never been on it i don't have it I, I i won't join it it holds no appeal to me whatsoever i still think what's happening to them is wrong I, like yeah. this is still not okay you you shouldn't be doing and again every company has the right to do business how they are but if you're going to do this you shouldn't lose your liability protection because now you are editing and you are selecting what people see and what they do and liability protection is a benefit not a right and taking it away is not a punishment you lose liability protection good you're just like the rest of us now because if i said this stuff i would be able to be sued so why are you any different and the only way you're different is if you are not having any hand in determining what is and is not said that's that's my opinion on it but i i don't know yeah listen i
0: i you know i'm of the opinion that those big tech companies are just too buddy buddy with the Democrat Party, and you know, majority of those are, are donating to the to those candidates, and they're that they're, they can't you know remove their bias. It just is what it is. So, um, is,
1: yeah, remember when Democrats were considered liberals?
0: Uh, they consider themselves that. Uh, this but,
1: is so illiberal. Like I don't understand. it. I consider myself. I don't even know where to, where to define myself. But on all things relating to individual rights and personal freedoms, I am as liberal as you could possibly be everybody has rights. Everybody should, we should be bending over backwards to protect each other's rights. Instead, we're, we're just turned on each other and jumping on each other and not listening anymore. And this is maddening to watch in real time of like, this is wrong. Even if I don't agree with you, it's still wrong. You shouldn't have this happening. Yeah. No, like I
0: said, and I, you know, I, I lay a lot of blame right at the, the feet of the media because they clearly picked a side early on in this and have just went with it the whole way so um they've done more dividing than anybody any any supporters on either side so
1: this is when it would be really nice to have a fair and objective media that
0: you could trust we just need elon musk right i mean if i can just get some guy with endless money to just start a media company it would be that guy
1: what do you think trump's doing when he leaves office
0: well that's not going to be impartial oh, just <laughs> That's going to be Trump TV, right? I know so that
1: that'll be about as uh, I mean, impartial, as productive as, as MSNBC. Else. But uh, listen, going back into this because I do want to touch on it is I know some people are upset about like, well, why didn't the National Guard come in? Okay, that's fair, fair question. So first off, the Maryland, I think it was the state troopers offered the Capitol Hill police to come in and give them a hand, and they said no. So no, we got it. Now they know this protest is happening. They know they don't have enough people. They know this isn't secure. But some reason said. No, thank you to the Maryland state troopers, which have done this before and helped out. That's not uncommon. And they said no this time. All right. Fair enough. It's weird. And then you call the National Guard. And I saw, I don't remember who it was on Twitter, but somebody said the National Guard was called, was requested at 226. And they didn't show up until 544. Somebody explained the delay. As somebody who served in the military, let me tell you the reason for the delay. You don't know how the military works. That's, That's how you're confused by that a three-hour response time to mobilize a National Guard unit is actually incredibly effective. I'm blown away that they were there that fast. It's not a quick reaction force. They're not sitting by with their full gear on just waiting for a call. Like, you're not, that's not how this works. That's not how the National Guard works. And the National Guard is not going to send out piecemeal numbers. Like, oh, well, we got five guys here, so we'll send them, and then we'll call everybody else in, and we'll send this 10 and these 15. And they're they're not going to do that because they're more worried about force protection, and they're sending out a show of force, which means you need your whole company or at least a platoon to go. So you need to get all these things ready to go, all these vehicles ready, all the weapons ready, everything else. It's not because there's some, like, super secret conspiracy behind it. It's because it's a large organization. It doesn't move that fast. I did see the thing that that one of the generals said, I'm going to have a hard time recommending sending the National Guard in here because I'm very worried about the optics of the National Guard standing in front of the Capitol building throwing out protesters. Look, you could dismiss that. But they were there in June. I I know. What a different time June was. Oh, God. Maybe it was
0: May. I don't know. Either May or June. Whenever whenever the... uh, Whenever the riots were going to Washington City, the National Guard was there.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, it, it, I, I get it, but it, they weren't there day one. Like, it was, no. it was after the fact. And this is something that you're dealing with in real time. And the whole, the whole event lasted three hours. Like, that was the entirety of the, I don't want to say the whole event because the protest was going on all day, but the, the dangerous part, the seditious part, lasted like three and a half hours. And then it was done. The whole thing was over. These guys went back and hung out at a hotel. Like, that's what everybody got caught because they went back to a hotel and were just having a drink. Like, you think this was the seditious conspiracy people that then, after trying an unsuccessful attempt to overthrow the government, decided to go back to the hotel that was under their credit card and their name, sit at the lobby bar with all their buddies and have a drink? Like, if that adds up to you, I I can't understand where your logic is outside of bias. It's just because that's what you think about these people. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, the whole the whole thing doesn't make sense to be honest with you. A lot of it doesn't. So, right, and then listen, keep in mind that the Justice Kavanaugh, when he was confirmed, uh, two years ago, jeez, how was that on? maybe three? I don't know anymore. Uh, protesters on the other side of the political aisle stormed the Senate. And stop them from conducting business in order to make their voices heard. And I don't think anybody called it sedition. I don't think anybody used the word treason that day. But now all of a sudden, people that were really anti-protest all summer are coming out hugely understanding. And the people that are coming out, and we're hugely pro-protester, and, you know, nonviolence is good, but we got to make people uncomfortable. All of a sudden, they're like, this is the people's house, the temple of democracy. Like, shut up. Get over yourself.
0: I mean, like I said, same thing when they were, you know, advocating for the violence when necessary uh, during the summer and then come out against it here. So um, hypocrisy is the American way, baby, is is prevalent. So So
1: are we going to talk conspiracy theories on what's going on now? I mean,
0: if you want, um, I don't know, even know what is going on, to be honest with you. Um, There's so much backstory to this. Um, Apparently, the Vatican is involved. I'm the looking Pope. at
1: Jew Pope Francis. Is it Francis? <laughs> I'm that. a Catholic. I should probably know that. <laughs> no. know.
0: Um yeah, I you know. I, I don't know even know how to phrase or <laughs> bracket up what we're talking about here because the you know, they're talking about the power outage in Pakistan, they're talking about Italy and the Vatican. they they have all these things that are built up after the after the rally. These are all things that I was unaware of until basically two days ago. So I don't know what's going on. I will say just to walk down the conspiracy path, we touched on the things that I find odd already is the fact that they let them all in and there wasn't a, 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 a presence there to keep them out. So and they turned down help. Right. And so if they just left themselves vulnerable to attack, if you will, then, and if that was premeditated and they're like, all right, well, let him come in. Then okay, there's some conspiracy there just because of that. Um, I don't know it, it, if I'm if I'm going to believe the conspiracy that the idea is that this was all a way to set up Trump. Right, so let's have a rally. He, he set himself up by having the rally on the date. So let's instigate. Let's make that rally turn into a protest, a violent protest, and then let's pin it on Trump and let's get him out of here and and paint him and all of his supporters as the deplorables that we think they are. So if that's the if that's the conspiracy plan is to just drive a nail into the heart of of trump and his supporters through this uh you know instigating of this violent protest like i understand that tactic but i i don't I don't know all this other stuff that's going on with it so
1: let's I don't just know. do you have point this out real yeah. quick he is out of office in like eight days yeah this like so the idea that we're like well we need to rush through impeach we need to invoke article 25 like i so wait a minute. You you want to alienate, which is a still a very large base based on the number of people coming coming out in his protest. Um, you want to alienate and further divide everybody over an eight day window. Like this guy's going to be out of office. He's Unity. already conceded. And like you you want uh, well he's got the nuclear codes.
0: Yeah, the guy who hasn't started a war in four years. He's right. the one who's going to need the nuclear codes. Come right. on,
1: shut up. Like I, like honest to god, stop because this is crazy. Of. I get it. Listen, we've talked about this a lot. I'm not a fan of the guy, but I think the criticisms on him are inaccurate. I'd like him for a whole different list of reasons than what most of the people apparently are on social media right now. And it's a, it just doesn't add up. I guess that's it. Because you know you're going to have political toll for doing this. This isn't going to age well. And anybody who's been around politics long enough knows this isn't going to go well. And yet, you're you can't do it fast enough and for all of the criticisms i will lay on chuck schumer mitch mcconnell nancy pelosi kevin mccarthy everybody else they're not stupid people all right nancy pelosi's not dumb she's some other things that i'm not going to say on air but she's not stupid so why is she doing this? Why is she invoking the 20, Why is she encouraging Mike Pence to invoke the 25th Amendment and threatening to invoke impeachment if he doesn't? And then talking about invoking, uh, Article 14, section 3: Any member who has actively conspired against the United States cannot serve in government uh, to apply that to a bunch of the Republican senators and Congress people. Like this is purging people out of government for an event that we know very little about right now. There has been no official statement from Capitol Hill Police yet. There has been no breakdown of what happened by the Department of Justice, by the FBI, by uh, well anybody. Like, we don't know. There's been all these videos online. Everybody has a different opinion on it. But guys, it's been a week. Like, we don't know what happened. And we're acting as if everything is so clear-cut and dry that it must be justified because obviously there is... Listen, I saw four guys with zip ties. It was a coup. Whoa, oh, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, fine. But that's nuts. And yes, I know pipe bombs were laid It. The Republican headquarters and the Democrat headquarters. Look, some people are crazy. Some people are anarchists. Some people take advantage of chaos to go do whoa, their Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're trying to
0: disparage anarchists? Yes. Anarchists just don't want government.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Just their means of getting to know government tend to be a little extreme. Uh, well,
0: that depends. Depends right. on the anarchists, right? So, sure. if they're I violent the anarchists, anarchists for yes, painting there with are, such a boy. There are peaceful anarchists. Rush. Yes, Mr. I'm you sorry. sorry. So... I mean, the government is the most violent entity on the planet. So, I am
1: honest to God. I, I had this conversation the other day with somebody. I can't think of any entity responsible for more harm, death, and destruction to humankind than national government. Yeah. I can't Hands think down. of anything that has yeah. done worse. People
0: try to blame religion, but religion is just the tool that the state uses, right? So they pick the religion that they want, and then they use that as the tool to hold that over the people oh, so. is,
1: organized religion is probably up there and as a as a catholic it, i mean i
0: it only works when you have the heavy hand of the government right so th- it doesn't matter at least what in the, today's standards it yeah.
1: used to be the churches had much more well, power they, had their,
0: their, they, they had their gov- they had their that's own government they had their own army or whatever so they now had i own- look
1: at it as like you look back as a catholic at the history of the catholic church you're like oh so anytime i disagree with the catholic church on something i i take that as a win for me that i'm probably right and the catholic yeah. church will recognize it in a few hundred years but that's yeah. beside the point sorry i got yeah, off track nope like I said, it's, it's, uh, I'm with you. Like I said, I, I
0: don't know. We, we don't have enough information right now to be able to tell you what happened. Um, there is again, hours of video footage. There's thousands of photos. I've listened to at least three or four different, uh, you know, long 20 minute to an hour long accounts of people who are on the ground, there, reporters and journalists who were there documenting stuff. Even, even them were, even they were confused. These are, you know, experienced veteran reporters were like, you know, we had, again, one of the reporters was like, I walked through and I saw two guys rolling a joint in the rotunda, right? So like that, who who knows what what was going on? There, there's no that journalist was also in the middle of a mob like 20 minutes earlier, so there were differently different things going on in different parts of that building and with different groups of, uh, that were there. So to try to blanket and make everybody out to be whatever. Um, is is just not true, and like I said, I I think there's more moving parts than than we're led to believe. So, a if there's a conspiracy, it's just the fact that they they would have let this happen get out of control so that they could use that to enforce a Patriot Act 2.0 on domestic, you know terrorists
1: now i did hear a conspiracy theory the other way that donald trump was actually behind it or looking to capitalize on the chaos that would actually ensue and that was to send in a special forces of some type i don't know if it's u.s special forces or just like a super trump team if that's a thing i hope it is now the that Guardians i just said that out the loud space force well no not space force because oh. it's on it's, we're on we're on land still so that wouldn't tie. come on get your shit together so anyways that he sent in a special forces team to go and get hard drives from Nancy Pelosi, from Chuck Schumer, from some, I don't know if Chuck Schumer's office is in that building or not. I apologize. I don't really know how this works. But Nancy, Nancy Pelosi was the name I knew of to say, went and get her hard drive to, to go and access everything that's on her computer. Uh, and, okay, and if you want to go down the, the rabbit hole of that conspiracy theory, like, all right, let's say there is incriminating evidence on that laptop and she knows Donald Trump now has it. What would you do if you were Nancy Pelosi probably try to get him revoked. You'd probably try to invoke the 25th Amendment. You try to impeach him. You try to get your friends at tech companies to take him off of every...
0: Well, yeah, listen, if we're going back to the gigantic, huge, I guess, Q conspiracy, if you will, right?
1: Yo, Q's getting close he, to a cult. Like, he's are going to do a mass suicide at some
0: point. <laughs> I'm not dismissing that at all. <laughs> um, but the idea that um, it was, you know, I don't know, say he's getting ready to pardon uh, Julian Assange and uh, Edward Snowden and the uh, people in power don't want that. They can find a way to remove him from office so that that is not the case. I don't know. There's, there's, you can find endless things to try to piece together. Yeah, if you wanted to. There's enough things out there. I, uh, the one I, piece of conspiracy we didn't really touch on was your boy, Lynn Wood. My boy, Lynn Wood.
1: I got to tell you, man, Lynn Wood. God love that guy. <laughs> I, before we get into this conspiracy, let me, just, let me throw this out there. It's very easy and it's tempting to just laugh off all of these people and be like, you all are nuts. And I had a conversation with a friend of mine about Alex Jones. And Alex Jones, he's like, Linwood is like Alex Jones to me at this point. If you listen to him, it's your own fault and you get what's coming to you. I said, I I actually don't disagree. What I think most people don't want to come to terms with is Alex Jones has been right about more stuff than any of us are comfortable admitting. Because back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, it was Alex Jones telling everybody, hey, there's a massive pedophile ring that involves Hollywood, political elites, tech companies. Well, not tech companies at that point. So there was another group, too. Uh, politicians. So all, media politicians, all these people are involved. And it's a massive thing. It's, and he named Jeffrey Epstein. Like, there's an island where they go to and they have kids and they do all this. And everybody's like, you're a nut job. Shut up and go away. Obviously, if that was real, we would know. And then 2000 and was it eight? Jeffrey Epstein got arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 2008, all of a sudden Jeffrey Epstein gets elected, gets arrested, and they got statements from hundreds of girls. And you got statements from girls that have been to the island and have seen these people at the island. You have flight logs. You have all this stuff, and you go, oh, well, you know that doesn't mean that it was really like the political and well-connected people. It just like this guy was a pervert and he was a serial pervert, and that's what it is. And then Jeffrey Epstein hung himself while in custody and on suicide watch at the same time that two security guards happened to fall asleep and two different security cameras happened to malfunction. And he just happened to pick right then to commit suicide. Nothing nothing to see. That makes total sense. And then you look into Jeffrey Epstein a little bit more and you go, oh, wow, he was the number two guy at the uh, largest Ponzi scheme to that point in United States history. The number two in the entire company that was defrauding people. The number one guy went to prison for about 20 years. Jeffrey Epstein wasn't even arrested. Nope. Like, hmm, usually the number two guy with full knowledge and a willing participant in a known fraud, usually law enforcement wants to talk to that guy, maybe place him under arrest. Nope. Not you know, Jeffrey Epstein. He, he, he spent
0: his life doing shit that no people would get arrested for and he just walked. Right. Um so
1: so that's why I mean like with Alex Jones, with Lynn Wood, with all with Q, with all this stuff like look, it's it's very easy to laugh at it and I I do the same thing. It's always my first instinct. And then I stop and think like, all right, you don't really know. I've never looked into this. I never I've never dove dive dove, dove in any of this stuff. Maybe it's true. So I just had to like I think about that every time I want to laugh off a conspiracy theory of like I 100% if I'd been paying attention back in 1999 would have laughed off Alex Jones talking about a pedophile ring in like an international pedophile ring involving royal family and politicals and, and Hollywood and everything. I like, You're nuts. Get out of here, man. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Ah. yeah. Right. Well, so so Lin Woods just dropping names now. Right. So he's out there like I, I, this was, I think, yesterday back to parlor, which is no longer existence. Um, maybe this was his last uh, parlor echo, whatever they call it over there. So he, he starts dropping names. Um, so this was yesterday. So I'll just read the, I'm just hey, gonna Wait, read wait, wait. Before you do this, yeah.
1: tell people who Lynn Wood actually is, like, what his background is. So he's
0: he, so he probably the most well-known for defending Richard Jewell, who was the Atlanta Olympic bomber. Um, he sued for defamation. So he's a defamation lawyer. Um, he also.
1: Wait, wait, wait. You said he was the bomber, Richard Jewell. Richard Jewell was the suspected bomber. Right, so don't call him the bomber, because ba- like, the story behind Richard gotcha, Jewell right. was that he was accused and he was railroaded by the media, right. by the FBI, by government agencies, and he was ended up being d- definitively proven yeah, not right. guilty. He, right. Like, it was not close, and he had his life ruined by the military, not by the military, by the government, by the press, and by the FBI. His yeah, life was ruined. And, and
0: Linwood was his defense right. lawyer. Okay, so there's um, and, background. And, and Linwood also was the defense lawyer for the JonBenet Ramsey parents, so... And the son. So as the that investigation turned towards the parents and thinking that they were involved, Linwood became the the lawyer there. So he, it's not like he's this is his first rodeo. He's been around there. He's been in the limelight, uh, had his name up in lights, if you will. And this is not again something that he's um, uh, not used to anyway. So he didn't come out of nowhere. Exactly right. So he's he's got a he's got a history. Um, so let me just read this because I don't I don't need to build this up anymore. So. Over the next ten to fourteen days, you're learning. Sho- you will learn shocking information about many of our government officials and wealthy elite. Child sex trafficking and pedophilia are the are the worldwide pandemic. Revelations will relate to Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Chief Justice John Roberts, Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence, Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Gates, and thousands more. Nice set of lists there, names. Right. I have seen the evidence. It is conclusive. This truly is the battle of good and evil. So, obviously, parlor doesn't exist. While we're broadcasting currently here, uh, Linwood has been removed everywhere as well from Twitter and whatnot. Um, Can I read
1: his follow-up? He's throwing bombs, tweet though. or whatever. Yeah, he said Apple is going something about uh, be prepared for an imminent blackout. President Trump will be using emergency broadcast system. We have a man of courage and faith at the helm. Okay, he will be at the helm for four more years per the rule of law, and of course, rule of law is in all caps as it must be. Pray for the president, our country, and all. Steady. And then the follow up Apple is going to do an update on all phones to shut off the emergency broadcast system. This is Nazi Germany 1938. Turn your auto update toggle off. There you go. Just to, like, if Linwood. you want to go full, we're, we're going to get into what Linwood's saying. Like Linwood is down the rabbit hole on yeah, this one. Yeah,
0: he's all the way down. Um, I mean, I love rabbit holes probably more than most. Um, He seems to at some point just be flailing around, which doesn't help his cause, I don't think. Um, But that being said, there's a bunch of smoke with those people already. So, like, he's just, you know, I don't know if he's just fanning the flames there or whatnot, but I find it super interesting that all these people are still, uh, you know, in, in office and have done everything in their power to make sure that this current president is no longer the president. So um, do I dismiss all conspiracy theories? Absolutely not. I, I don't trust the government at all. So anything is possible to my mind. Um, and they're so far in bed with some of these tech companies and Hollywood and all these other places that everything is on the table for me
1: yeah if you uh if you look back at the history of the United states government and i I mean you could do this for any government, but we live here, so let's focus on our government i mean if you look back at what they have actually done over the last two hundred years, you would be horrified at, at at the time there's nobody who could have believed that we were actually doing it, and it all comes out like fifty years later and we're like, oh well thank God that we've evolved so much i, I Have
0: we? We we don't even know if we've stopped doing
1: some of those things. I'm sure we haven't stopped doing all of those things. But listen, I mean, you're talking about campaigns, uh, CIA campaigns within the United States. You're talking about like awful, awful stuff. Yeah, the CIA is
0: one of the, the probably the biggest drug runner in the world.
1: Right. And that's troubling, to say the least. But, like, all of this stuff, you you look at it, and you're like, my God. And so now the same thing. When I, when I see something like this that says, well, the government did this, that, and the other, and I'm going to be like, no, they didn't. Then I think about it like...
0: You think about the Tuskegee Airmen?
1: Tuskegee Airmen, smallpox blankets to the Native American populations of, uh, like, LSD experiments back in the 1950s and MK 60s. Ultra.
0: I... I I, um, they were doing some nasty, nasty stuff to the people of this country. And yeah, the Tuskegee,
1: the, the Tuskegee one was, in my opinion, just if you want to understand why you should never, ever trust a government, oh, my God, look at that experiment alone.
0: Yeah, and Wait. people wonder why there's such a <laughs> apprehension from the uh, African-American community to take this current vaccine.
1: Odd, right? It's almost like when you kill a 100 f- of them the first time around, yeah. they take it all personal.
0: God, yeah.
1: And look, I, I'm not telling you that's what they're doing this time with the vaccine. Right. I'll, I'm, no. I'm not saying it's not either, but, but I'm not saying it no, is. No,
0: but the, the idea that people are have reservations about it, there's reasons why. It's not just because they're uneducated or unsure or whatnot. There is a history that people are aware of, and the African community, community is definitely aware that they've been used as guinea pigs in our vaccine programs in the past. So
1: Maybe the good. government's evolved past that. Maybe we're better than that now, but look around at what we're doing, and... I would say no, like we're not, we're probably not because we keep doing the same things over and over again. Like you made the point earlier, Donald Trump hasn't started a war in four years. First president since Jimmy Carter to not start a war in four years. All right, good. You want to know a fun fact? Joe Biden won the presidential election on November 3rd of 2020. By by November 4th, it seemed very likely he was going to win. Since that day, the stock for Halliburton, the defense contractor, the evil one that John uh, Carl Rove, Cheney. Dick Cheney, that Dick Cheney was on the board of and profiting off of and started the Iraq War for, according to you know different conspiracy theories uh, Halliburton stocks up 70 percent in three months. Now, maybe that's just a fluke. Maybe that's just a coincidence. Or maybe the people that do this for a living get paid the most money for their predictive powers know something about what's happening in this world and what a Joe Biden presidency is actually likely to do. And if you want to have some real fun, look at what Halliburton stock did from the years 2009 until 2016. It's just Probably the as- opposite. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, they, they lost all kinds of money.
0: So no, they didn't. So this was the whole this is kind of the whole big conspiracy, right? Is that this child sex trafficking ring is a honeypot scheme that is bribing powerful politicians and world leaders into something to me. That's something almost has to be foreign policy related because what else could it possibly be? And the number one profitable foreign policy decision in the world is war. And if you're going to link these, bribing of political politicians to drive us into war it makes total sense that that conspiracy makes total sense to me and whether or not there's proof of it i there isn't but i could see that those set of circumstances lining up make total sense to me because i have not been able to figure out our fucking foreign policy for over a decade sorry
1: that's okay and like i said for i am for decades I, I get the idea i listen i i and i always want to say like look show me the evidence whatever else i just try not to dismiss it and i think that people are too quick to dismiss everything right now anything that doesn't align with their worldview like listen i i had an eye-opening revelation as i sort of came to terms with the foreign policy debacle that is the united states government and what is our standing Like, are we still seen as the good guy because that was what i was raised on and i don't know if that's true anymore it's i really don't now it's easy to say like well there was no election fraud have you looked at the evidence like have you have you objectively not not read a CNN article on it but actually went and looked at the opposite side of these IT experts and tech experts some very pro Trump some very anti Trump going yeah, no, it's, there's definitely they hacked the machines it's not even close they didn't even bother to hide it it's there like. Because they're out there, and it's worth checking out, and then you could decide for yourself if you want to believe them or if you want to believe the the mainline or mainstream media narrative on it of there was absolutely none. That's fine, but do yourself a favor and at least look at the other side. If you really want to look at, okay, was this a seditious conspiracy? I mean, yeah, you could find the videos to support that, but did you look at the ones that don't? Are you giving them any merit whatsoever to say, "Look, Why were these people just calmly walking between two velvet ropes, snapping pictures? Why were the securities opening up these doors and just letting people in? I'm not even sure I can charge that person with trespassing, let alone seditious conspiracy. But you want to paint with this broad brush of, yeah, it's this. And look, same thing on the other side. If you want to paint all BLM as cop-hating communists, like, no, 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 some, sure. what Marxists. Marxists, my bad. Some, sure, but not all of them. Some of them are just tired of dealing with a society wherein their race has been oppressed historically. Like, look, that, I'm not telling you it's right, wrong, or indifferent, but it's a very real thing. And if just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's not real for them. So, yeah, well, you don't know what it's like to be black in America. No, 100% I don't. You're right. And if that's if protesting is what you need to do, God bless you. I support your right to do that. At the same time. These people knew that there was no fraud, and they did it anyway. No, they really believe there was fraud, and there is ample evidence to support it. I'm not telling you it definitively was it, or it, it skewed or anything else. I know there is a lot of evidence to support that notion. I know there is a lot of it, and you can turn a blind eye to that, but I don't know how that makes you any better than the other side. I think that all that does is you love this feeling of moral superiority, and you don't want to jinx it. You don't want to look into it and have your whole world shattered. I get it but my God, at least slow down a little bit before you'd paint the entire 72 million people that voted for Donald Trump as a bunch of backwards redneck racists that don't care about you know anything and they want to kill people and they, they hate women and gays and, and black people and everything else. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Yeah, that's Again, that's <clears throat> that's
0: planted from their media, right? So wherever they're getting their information from, <clears throat> the easiest thing that the media does is call Republicans racist. And they've been calling anybody who doesn't agree with the the left racist for at least the last ten years, I feel like at least and, twenty, yeah. I mean it's it's basically everybody's a racist, so nobody's a racist anymore. It's crazy. So everybody's
1: a Nazi, so nobody's a right. Nazi. At least do this. I listen, you could believe whatever you want. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not here to tell anybody how to live. God bless you. But Maybe pause before you say, anybody that voted or supports Trump or anybody who voted for or still supports Biden, uh, take me off your friends. I don't have any time and I'm not going to associate with you. And anybody that still does, you're enabling them, so stop it. It's not going to work. You're not going to get to a, a place where we can come together and and maintain this country, this grand experiment, this republic, it, like when one side wins.
0: Right. Well, it's been interesting Switch almost immediately from the as soon as Biden won was like we need to come together in unity where they spent you know four and a half years basically just calling everybody racist and deplorable for even if you didn't support
1: Trump even if you just said oh listen I was called
0: I was called names and I didn't even vote for the dude I didn't support him at all I get it but when I call out the other side I get I get called names so um
1: that's what's crazy about all of this and I just look I'm not sure. That we're going to maintain through this because one side can't win. If one side wins, one side loses, and that's that's no good. And and I got news for you: if somebody, if you think somebody is genuinely a racist, you don't want to work with that person. At the same time, if somebody is genuinely accusing you of being a racist or of being anti-gay or anything else, and they really think that about you, would you want to work with that person? You don't want to come together with that person because you know you're not. Like, no, I'm not. I just didn't know this. Okay, fine. I, I I get it, but if somebody genuinely believes like you just are a, a, a dumb sheep that believes whatever the government tells you, and that's their opinion of you, do you have any desire to work with that person? No. So what what are we doing? And I listen. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. I, maybe we do need to split up into two or three different countries and just call it a day. We had a good run. The experiment I would still call a success doesn't mean it has to last forever. And people just assume that because we're America. This will all work out and be fine. Like that does not that does not need to happen. Historically speaking, countries have split. It's not uncommon, and every economic superpower comes to an end. Like it's just a it's a when, not an if. But we still think we could do whatever we want, and things are just going to be fine because you know America, guys. That's not how this works. Like we've had a really, really, really good run, and we're kind of spoiled now as a result. But if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, I this goes bad and it goes bad quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: we'll touch base on this again next week. Um, We made it through the whole show. I'm going to blow up by not saying the word COVID, but we did it until I just said it.
1: Andrew Cuomo continues to impress me with how incompetent he actually is. It's amazing. He's not a, he's not like Amazon where he can just distribute warehouse
0: uh, vaccines to millions of people.
1: Well, no, because he has so many rules now and, and the fines for breaking those rules are so strict that if somebody doesn't meet the exact parameters that they actually have health clinics around the state with not enough people and too many vaccines and they can't just give them away or else they will be fined hundreds of thousands of dollars.
0: And if you saw Kenny announce today that they're doing uh, vaccines,
1: they're throwing them away. They're throwing away the vaccine. Now, I've, I, my feeling on the vaccine has been very clear from day one. I wouldn't take it. But my God, yes. if I was 80 years old, I would take it. Has not, has not gone well. This is amazing. Watching this in real time and everybody still wants to somehow be like, this is Donald Trump's fault.
0: And I, I get, you know, my girlfriend, she's like, my friend in Florida just got one. And I'm like, yeah, it's Florida. Like, she's like, went to Publix. Like, Yeah. It's just available there.
1: <laughs> weird. And they got way more people. Uh, yeah, well, seniors had to wait in line overnight. Like, at least they could get it. I'm not yeah. saying that's perfect, but my God, at least it was yeah. available. Yeah, it's
0: not it's it's just every you know, we are we live in such a crazy little weird uh, bubble up here in New York, in the Northeast specifically, because of the way things have been handled up here where the rest of the country is just operating differently. Um, you know, California's obviously locking stuff with us, but most of the country is Kind of going about their business much differently than we are here in New York. And people just don't even realize it because we've been trapped inside of it for 10, 11 months.
1: Yeah. And we, I do, there's nothing I enjoy more <clears throat> than the people that I speak to or that are online, friends of mine, family, that say, like, Donald Trump is a power hungry wannabe dictator who will do whatever he can to just take as much power as possible. And he must be stopped. And then without any sense of irony, turn around and say, why didn't he institute the Defense Production Act and take over everything? That's the only way this would have worked. And they don't see the irony of that, of like, yeah, he had the opportunity to assume all power over this and have all sorts of control going right through his hands. And instead, he said, hey, states take the lead and we'll give you what you need. And and like there's no sense of like, wait, there's a disconnect there. Because now Joe Biden has been commenting today how he's going to view this as a national security threat. COVID is a national security threat. Folks, let me tell you something about national security. If you have a national security issue, Sean, tell the folks who gets to be in charge for national security issues. President. Anybody else? Who? No, that's it. Nobody. The president. You're it. So now if it's national security, guess what else you get to do? all kinds of expansive authority on your rulemaking capacity because you're defending the nation as the commander-in-chief. So all of a sudden, all those little civil liberties that you kind of like, they don't really matter because this is a national security event, okay? So, yeah, we may have to force masks for 100 days on you and fine you and arrest you if you don't do it. We may have to do some more shutdowns, 30 days, for nationwide, and if you dare break it, then you are arrested and fined. We may have to do these things. Oh, I, we, we might have, have to force the vaccine. I will say
0: that I am happy that I finally, I say finally, i mean, at least publicly anyway, that our mayor and county executive have come out against the governor and saying, what are we still doing in the orange zone? And it's unfair. And hopefully the squeaky wheel gets some uh, lube and we get out of this orange zone, which seems pretty crazy and arbitrary unto itself. Um, but I am, I mean, I don't know if the, it's just a, a the, the, the straw that broke their camel's back kind of thing or, or or what happened. But I'm encouraged to see that our local officials are beginning to at least publicly challenge the governor's uh, orders here. So um, with that, let's wrap it up here. Um, Anything else you would like to leave the folks with before we uh, get to them again next week?
1: If civil war does break out, I call dibs on blue.
0: Okay. I thought they were gray. Isn't that grays and blues? Is that what you're asking?
1: Who's grays and blues? Isn't that the civil war? I don't know. Yeah. This is a new civil war. We're not, oh, we're doing that. Right. I just right. look good in blue. Okay. I don't know well. got to make this weird.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we will see you all again next week. Thank you for uh, tuning in today. Uh, be sure to uh, like, share, subscribe all the uh, social media things that we need to do to kind of get this message out. Um, i I'm assuming we'll be touching on some of this stuff next week as the uh, big tech censorship and the impeachment or hypothetical impeachment or potential p- impeachment, whatever's going on I mean, here this, today. We may even
1: have to do a special episode if things keep going. This oh, we way. can do
0: that. I mean, I'm free. So, um, all right. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you all next Monday.